I want to share with you a midrash I learned. After I read the midrash, I thought I must have missed something. I didn't understand it. So I read it again. And I decided I didn't understand it the second time either. And I'll share it with you and ask you the question. The Midrash talks about Shalosh, Matanos, Nivro, Boilam. The three gifts which are created in the world. The first one is the gift of Chachma, of wisdom. The second is the gift of Aisha, of wealth. And the third is the gift of Gvura, of strength. And now listen to what the Midrash says. The Midrash says, Matanos, Elu. These gifts, bizman she'enon boim in Hakadosh Baruch If they're not coming from Hashem, soifan lehipasek mimenu. In the end, they're going to leave him. Shano Rabbi Seino, achachomim taught us, shnei chachomim amdu ba'elam. There were two people who were exceptionally wise. They had this gift, or is called this attribute of chachma. And these two people. One was a Jew, one was a non-Jew. Achitofel mi Yisrael. Achitofel, the advisor of David HaMelech. About him, the Pasuk says that his advice was on the level of asking the Urim Batumim. So he was a person in the Jew, within the ranks of Klai Yisrael who had been given tremendous Chachma. Ubilam Ma'umasayla. We talk about the wisest of the nations, we'll talk about Bilam. And the end point, Shneim Nevdominailam. They both died tragically. Bilam was killed according to Chazal at the age of 33. Achitofel killed himself at the age of 34. There were two people who were tremendously strong in this world, supernaturally strong. Again, Echad mi Yisrael, Echad One was a Jew and one was a non-Jew. Shimshan mi Yisrael. Shimshan was the, from the Jews. We hear about his superlative strength. Vagalias mi Umasayla. Galias from the non-Jews. And the end point? Ashleim nevdu minayla. They both died. Shimshon was crushed by the building he was standing under. Goliath was killed by David HaMelech. Shnei Hashirim Amdu There were two people who were incredibly wealthy in the world. Again, once again, Echad Mi Yisrael, Echad Mumasayla. One was a Jew and one was a non-Jew. Kairach Mi Yisrael, Vahaman Mumasayla. Kairach, from the ranks of the Jews, Haman, from the non-Jews, and you can already see the pattern. So the Midrash is showing us people who had been given tremendous wisdom, tremendous strength, or tremendous wealth. It wasn't necessarily a sign of a good life or of success. In every case, they died young and tragically. And it doesn't make a difference, Jew or non-Jew. Why? Says Amir Shlama, 
Shilai Hayamat Nasir Minakadish Baruch. Because they were they weren't gifts from Hashem. They grabbed it for themselves. That's a medish. Three gifts in the world. Wisdom, strength, and wealth. But if it's not a gift from Hashem, it's people who grabbed it for themselves, then it's not going to last. Now I ask you, Rabbi Isa, do you understand such a midrash? I don't. What does it mean that it's not a gift from Hashem? That they grabbed it for themselves? How do you grab wisdom? How do you grab strength? Shimshon's strength wasn't because he was a muscle builder or an athlete. He had, as a gift, his tremendous strength. Achitoifel's wisdom. Was it something you grab? How do you grab wisdom? How can something not be a gift from Hashem? Where is it coming from? What's the major saying? So I'd be interested to hear how anyone here would like to resolve this midrash, explain it. I didn't see any in the Farshim who bring up this point. First, I'd like to think. I'd like to share an idea with you. Perhaps that's what the midrash means as well. You know, one of the most well-known questions, and it's not a new question, and that is, why do we see Rishon who's successful? We see people who are wealthy, powerful, intelligent, whatever the case may be, and at the same time they're Rishon. And the question is often asked, why do Rishon get such success? And it's not a new question. I know that the Gemara says this is part of Moshe Rabbeinu's question. In different places, this question is repeated again and again. But, I was trying to explain this in a shir. And I was thinking about it. That this question isn't a question which apply, applies every time we see somebody successful and we don't see that they're a tzaddik. Maybe there's specific cases where the question is asked, but I feel in many questions, in many question, cases, it's not a question at all, and I'll explain to you why. We know. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts a person in this world. This is the basis of our Hashkafa. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts a person in this world to overcome challenges. He's going to be faced with Nisyanus and he's going to have to overcome those Nisyanus. And we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to tailor make for every person the exact circumstances he needs to put him in the Nisayan that Hashem wants him to overcome. And 
therefore, once a person is put in the situation exactly where Hashem wants them to be to be challenged, then it's up to the person. Is he going to be successful and pass the challenge? Or is he going to fail? So, what are the factors Hashem needs to arrange in advance in order to give the person the challenge and see how he's going to react to the challenge? You'll tell me. It depends what the way, the way Hashem wants to challenge him. And that's true. Because there are many different ways Hashem can put a person in his sign. And that person will have to rise to do the right thing, make the correct choices in the circumstances that they're in. So for example, that's what Mishnah says, there's the challenge of poverty. Is a person going to accept Hashem's judgment or is a person going to rebel? Now, for somebody to be challenged in that way, means Hashem has to first make the circumstances that this person is going to suffer poverty. And now Hashem has provided the backdrop, so to speak, for the challenge. And now it's going to be, how does this person react? And then, that provides the person the chance to do the right thing, accept Hashem's decree with their mona, or the opposite. And if Hashem wants somebody to be challenged with the challenge of wealth, is he going to use the money he has for chesed and to help other people? Or is he going to be the miser who holds everything for himself? So to give a person a challenge like that, first Hashem is to give somebody the money. That's the background. And now that he's in that position of having a lot of money, so now the challenge is how you're going to spend the money you've been given. Similarly, there'll be people who challenge with health, with strength. And are you going to use it to put all their efforts into serving Hashem and learning Torah? Or are they going to use it to pursuing Avera? And some people are challenged with sickness. And are they going to rise above the difficulties that they have? Or is it going to bring them to Kfirah? Part of the background to the Nisarian of a person is to create the circumstances in which he's going to get challenged. And we all understand that. And we understand in every circumstance, people are different. And Hashem provides each person with the factors that that person needs for the challenge he is meant to face. Some people will pass their challenges, some people will fail. And in fact, it's about these very things that the Gemara says in Nidon, the Flamadam would base. That the Gemara says that before a baby is born, really before the baby even starts to be fashioned, the Malach comes to Hashem and asks him, is this child going to be clever or is he going to be stupid? Is he going to be wealthy or is he going to be poor? Is he going to be healthy or is he going to be sick? Because all the factors which are part of the original plan of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants this Nishama, this child, to experience in their life and to face and to have to overcome, that's all decided up front. Now let's think about it a second. 
Let's say a certain person has been challenged with the challenge of wealth. You're going to be given a lot of money and we're going to see how do you spend the money you've been given. Some people will be tzaddikim. They'll become philanthropists. They'll become the benefactors of many institutions and helping every individual. People will be tzaddikim. And then we have no questions about why they have, why they were given money. Some people will fail at the test. They'll have this tremendous amount of money and it will turn them into self-opinionated despots, tyrants, people who don't care about anybody else. Would it be fair to ask, why did these people deserve a reward for being a Russia? It's not even a question. The money wasn't a reward. The money was a factor in the challenge. And yes, that person failed. That person didn't live up to what Hashem expected them to do. But it's not that they were rewarded for being a shame. It wasn't a reward at all. It was a factor in his life. And it's only when it comes to Chachma. Sometimes Hashem chooses to forgive a person tremendous understanding, wisdom, knowledge. But that's the challenge. How are you going to make use of your mental abilities? Are you going to use it to become great in Torah? Then you used it well. Or are you going to use it to try and think of ways to be a prefer, to rebel against the Torah? Then you misused it. And would it be a fair question, why does a person with such bad ideas deserve such wisdom? It's not a question at all. Because the wisdom didn't come as a reward. It came as the factor which presented the challenge. It's a very important distinction to make and it's a very important difference to understand. Not everything a person is given is reward. Sometimes it's the circumstances with which Hashem is giving them any sign. And in fact, using the, the Gemara we mentioned before of the Malach who comes to Hashem before the conception of the child and asks him what this baby is going to be, we could say that anything which was decided in advance of his birth wasn't reward. He hasn't done anything yet. The circumstances which are decided even before the child is born are the circumstances that child is going to be in to, prevent, to present him with the Nisayim. If something is coming as a reward, it's only after he's done something to deserve it. Then he can get rewarded. The Yisrael is an important Yisrael. The principle is an important principle. Maybe I'd like to suggest that's what this Midrash is referring to. There are three things in the world which could be matanas. They could be rewards. Hashem can reward a person with Chachma as He did to Shlomo and He gave him unparalleled wisdom and understanding. Hashem could reward a person with, with money as you find many times the Torah promises wealth for keeping the mitzvahs giving tzedakah or maizah Hashem can reward a person with strength 
Those who hope for Hashem will get renewed strength. These three things could be rewards. But they could also be factors which are given by Hashem, but they're not a reward. They're not matanas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We asked before, how can there be something which doesn't come from Hashem? For sure, everything comes from Hashem. What the Midrash means is not coming as a reward from Hashem. It's coming as an Isayan from Hashem. And that's the difference. Because if it's coming as an Isayan, we might not see on the outside, is the multi-millionaire being rewarded or being challenged? The way we see the difference is what's the end? Because if it was a challenge and the person failed in the challenge, like the Midrash gives us in all these examples, Sofa shall never be known. Then he gets destroyed. It doesn't end well. Because it's a sign that a person failed the challenge. They'll lose what they were given, but they'll lose much more. If something is given as a reward, it's not going to be to their undoing. It's because they deserve it. Homon's wealth was not deserved. It wasn't a matana mayasha. It was a challenge maybe. And he misused it. He tried to squander his money in destroying the Jewish people. So it got taken away from him. Haman's wealth was all given to Mordechai. Haman himself was killed. His wealth wasn't a reward. It was a challenge. He used it to bolster his campaign against Moshe Rabbeinu. And he got buried together with all his possessions. Sofa should never be neither. Not everything which a person gets is coming as a reward. It might not be a matonomy, it might be a challenge. And how does one tell what the difference is? Whether it's coming as a reward or it's coming as a challenge. That's the next part of what the major says. He says, the aunt matanish lakadish parucho, el chait fin oisalahe. It's something that a person grabs for themselves. And we ask before, how does a person grab these things for themselves? So let's look at the Midrash and the context it's talking about. It's a Midrash in this week's parasha, and it's talking about the Bnei God and the Bnei Ruven. The Bnei God and the Bnei Ruven we see we're blessed with more livestock, bigger herds than the other Shvatim. And they saw the Avera Yarden was a pasture land. And they go and ask Moshe to give them the Avera Yarden. That's what they want is their inheritance. And Chazal are very critical of the God of the river. And that's where they bring this Midrash. That they were Chaitfin Oisalahim. They grabbed it for themselves. What does it mean? So let me ask you a question. Were Begoyen and Bnei Ruben doing something logical? Yes, they had flocks of cattle. Yes, they saw the wide expanses in the fields of Eretz Sichon and Og. 
and then use was good pasturance for the sheep to graze. But you're willing to give up Eretz Yisrael because of what you see right now. You haven't even seen Eretz Yisrael. Maybe it will be better. Maybe there's even better pasture land in Eretz Yisrael. Maybe there are other resources there which are more worthwhile than the pasture. At the very least, wait until you're in Eretz Yisrael and you can weigh up both options. And then decide what's actually better land for our, for our animals. Is it better for us to be in Ever Ayaradon or is it better for us to be in Eretz Yisrael? But why are you deciding that this is what we want and we're willing to forego our opportunity to get part of Eretz Yisrael before you've even seen it? What kind of balanced decision is that? What's the rush? And that's where Chazal see an inherent flaw in the position of Megadim Bnei it's not coming from a place of, of having thought things through properly. It's coming from a place of we see something now that we want now. And without the cheshbun of what are we pretending, what might we lose? What are we giving up by taking this? It wasn't the cheshbun. That's what Chazal called chayt finay to grab for themselves. To grab for themselves. And they got what they wanted. It wasn't a source of bracha for them. As a result, they were the first Shvatim to go into Golis. And that's what the Midrash says. If something's coming as a matana me'a as a gift from Hashem. That the person deserves it. He's being rewarded. But if something a person wants to take for themselves, to be chaita for themselves, so then it's not necessarily, even if they get it now, it's not necessarily good for them. And that's the underlying factor of the cases that the Midrash brought before as well. Yes, we said HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a person the tools and opportunities to be going to be going to be silent to achieve great things. But a person can also misuse his opportunities and use them for something which is wrong. And what's the example of which way a person is using something? If he's looking to be chaytef for himself. If he's looking to use what he has as a way to grab something, to take on his own, then that's a misuse of the tools he's been given. Kairach used money as a way to try and grab power. Haman used money as a way to try and grab, so to speak, the destruction of Kal Yisrael. Says Hashem, that money wasn't a gift. It was, an, it was a challenge which he lost, which he failed in. Similarly, Achitofel used his wisdom as the way to try and wrest power from David Amalek. That's where he fell. Bidam used his wisdom as a way to try 
and be marshaled to Israel. That's why he was condemned. That's a misuse of the gift the person is being given. To be fighting for themselves something with it. And now we come to the opposite option. The major says that the same Shleisha Matanis that Zachar Ba'achas Mehem, if a person Zachar to one of them as a gift, not al Chem Das Kala Olam. He gets all, everything which is designed in the world. If these three things are a gift, that's what people desire. Whether it's wealth, whether it's knowledge, whether it's strength. If a person has, got them, has been given this as a gift from Hashem, he's been given a tremendous gift. Says the Midrash, a Masai. When is that? When it's a matana, which means it's a gift. And if it's a gift, a person is getting it through the Torah. Don't think something you born with was a gift. Don't think something you managed to rest for yourself was a gift. That's more likely to be the Nisayim. But something that a person gets, that's a gift. That's because it's deserved. The Chachma that a person gets from learning Torah, that Chachma is a gift. The Pasuk says about the Torah, So the Oishar which comes from Torah, that's a gift. But not if a person is using it to grab for themselves. It's a beautiful Sasemis. We know that the second bracha of Berkas Amazon, we have to thank Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. The first bracha is to thank Hashem for the food. The second bracha is to thank Hashem for the arts. On the Gilan that he gave you. And the Gemara says, and this is also a passage in the Shulchan Aruch, that part of thanking Hashem for the Aretz is to thank Hashem for the Torah. And if a person doesn't mention the Torah, he's not Yaitzi the Brach. And the question is, why is Torah part of Eretz Yisrael? So the Svasemis explains in light of this Midrash. He says because if Aschus to Eretz Yisrael is because of the Torah, then Eretz Yisrael is a Matona. It's a gift and it's good for us. If we're holding on to Eretz Yisrael because we were Chait Fina we grabbed it. We won it in battle or diplomatically. But it's not coming from the Torah, then it's not a gift we're going to hold on to. And that's why if we thank Hashem for Eretz Yisrael, we thank Hashem for the Torah which entitles us to Eretz Yisrael. Because something which is Baba Koyach that's a gift. That's a reward. It's not coming as a challenge. Something which isn't coming with Koyach It's either something a person was given, was born with it, or something that a person manages to get on his own. To be Koyach for himself then it's something which is more likely to be a challenge. And if a person fails at the challenge, he's going to lose it as well. They got Ibn Ruvain, they'd wanted every Yarden. They saw there was a way to look after their extensive cattle, flocks of sheep. And they got every Yarden. But it wasn't a Matana Mesa Kodesh Baruch. 
So I presented a challenge. And when they failed in their challenge, they were the first Shvatim to go into Ghanas. And that's always a Yisait. The first point, when one sees people who are successful, how did they get their success? Was that the result of Torah? Or was that the, 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 so to speak, the circumstances that they were born into? Or something which they achieved on their own, so to speak? That they were chote for themselves? Know that if it's not coming through Torah, if it's coming from what a person grabbed for themselves, then it's not a matana me'asashem. It's the challenge that the person is being given. And if it's a challenge, and if a person fails in the challenge, then he's going to lose more. Whereas what's given that's a gift. And it's a, if it's a gift, then it's something the person deserves. And that's the difference between the Gairadis, which is also brought in Pasha's Masay, of how the land there is was distributed. Between the Shvatim who were going to get out there to Israel, no one grabbed. No one put in their requests for what they wanted. It was Alpi the Gairal, Alpi the Urim Vitomim, Alpi the Kain Gadol, Alpi the Navi. It was Babu Kayachatera. It was Babu Kayachatera, then it was the Matanim Es Hashem. It was a gift what Hashem wanted them to have. And then it's something which is good. As opposed to something which a person grabs for themselves and they might even get it. But it's not a Matanim Es Hashem. And if a person doesn't deserve it, it's much more likely that he'll lose it as well. That's why the Midrash concludes. When they got them, they ruined, yes, they got the land that they wanted, that they grabbed for themselves. But the terrible end was that they were the first Shvatim to go into Golestan.